service was about two hours yep. and maybe maybe more. And yep. there was always an old lady who would say, take your time, preacher. Yeah. <laughs> and me and my brother were like, no, please, please don't take your time. We're hungry. <laughs> God, you making me better, you making me better And you choose to do it however, whenever, wherever God, you making me better, you making me better And you choose to do it however, whenever, wherever God, What's going on everybody? This is Wayne and this is Marriage at Golgotha Where our focus is building on a Christ-centered marriage And if you're wondering why I'm the one introducing the show uh, This is not the norm Fee, unfortunately, could not be here She's off being awesome helping her family plan a, a retirement celebration for her mom. So I'm going to try not to sound too, too sad, you know, but I'm not alone. I'm not alone. I actually have three lovely guests with me and we're going to jump right in with intro. So to my right. I am Rachel Watson, as uh, Ruth so kindly um, volunteered me to go first. Mm, thank you. <laughs> I just needed to throw that in there. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yes, I'm Rachel Watson. I am white and you will find out why that is important. Um, But I am an occupational therapist, so I work with children with special needs, um, teaching them like daily life skills and those kinds of things. Um, As far as my family background, I am from uber conservative, homeschool, Christian family. Um, So so did you wear a long skirt? not quite that bad like you could wear things above the ankle but um Ooh, like a midi skirt yeah trendy <laughs> like yeah. Trendy below, now. below the knee above the ankle there's a there's a fine range there what's um, that old saying um <laughs> long enough to cover it up but short enough to keep it interesting i've heard that oh. saying my, my english teacher so. actually gave that saying she was talking about that in comparison to a paper like your, your your papers that you write should be long enough to cover things, but short enough to keep things interesting. I don't so know. So your ankles that, are interesting? I don't know. I, I don't know what she <laughs> was thinking. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know where to go from here. I'm sorry. Rachel, go ahead. We I'm, I'm pretty sure that that's not how it would have been described <laughs> in my family background, but I mean. Yeah, they probably would have been like. It's fair. It's <sighs> a fair description. No, no, no. no. Very hottest hot. is modest. Or modest is hottest. Hot, modest is hottest. Oh, my god. It's also hottest because it is hot in the skirts. This yeah. is true. This is true. All right, go ahead, Rachel. I mean, basically, it was we wanted, <laughs> to, be fun. We wanted to make sure that people knew we weren't, like, that bad. Mm-hmm. We weren't those people, like, you know, you can't show your ankles, people. But, right, right. you know, we were also, like, better than everybody else, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This is up. So, to my I have left. one more question. Go ahead, Laquita. Yeah. Was there, I mean, okay, did you drive a van? that wasn't really a minivan it was one of those like paint vans but you just load all the kids up in it because i mean that's what conservative white people do you mean like when they go to mission trips and stuff yeah, yeah. And they, but they but it's like their regular van going to sam's club and their oh, old yeah. van do you yeah. need to have a conversation about stereotypes whoa, whoa. whoa. i wasn't gonna say it but well no. that this is a perfect episode for that. <laughs> Y'all, this no, episode kidding, is going to be good. All right, so Rachel Watson to my right. Who do we have on my left? Hey, I'm Ruth, and I am Taiwanese-American. I work as a speech-language pathologist. I treat adult patients in the hospital setting, so I actually don't see any kids for a living, which is huh. not what people usually think about when they think speech therapist. Right. 
Um, a little bit about my family background. I also came from a conservative background, but it was um, like a Taiwanese background. So my parents immigrated to the U.S. when I think they were in the late 20s. They actually met in Jersey, though, so they didn't know each other when they were both in Taiwan. So I grew up in a Taiwanese Chinese church, mostly started by first-generation immigrants, and then. Have the second generation mm -hmm. for kids my age who grew up going to that church. Hmm. So you got a little Jersey, you got a little Asian American mix in there too. Interesting mix. Interesting mix. I love to be a fly on the wall during service. Man, that would be. We, mm. We'll probably have to plan that because you know we were talking about yeah, visiting. Or, yeah. But I don't have the connection with the Chinese church here. So. Oh, okay. Ooh, it would be it would be different. Would but be hey, if you're ever up in Jersey. Yeah. You plan to be on that wall for two and a half hours because yeah. that's about how long it lasts. <laughs> <laughs> I'll wear my flat shoes. <laughs> <laughs> well, we stay seated the whole time. So oh, you're good. interesting. Yep. That is interesting. You sing the hymns and you stay seated. Huh. Mm -hmm. You stand for the last song, though. That is the, the last bang, but yeah. the rest of the time. Sit there for in about an hour for that sermon. Wow. Yeah, it's a good so that, that, that last standing up part is like the only form of exercise throughout the whole service, right? So. Well, you do move from the upstairs to the downstairs <laughs> from the sermon, which is probably from 10 to 11.20. And then you go downstairs for communion from 11.30 to 12.30. Or is it 12? I don't remember. It seems like I'm now being thrown off and I may or may not be interested because this is <laughs> a little bit of a longer service for me. Hey, it's solid. Hey, you, yeah, you want that, you want that side long. by side translation to the Chinese, then the English, then the Chinese, then the English. Then that's oh, why it lasts wow. a while. You get half the content. So it's not just the preacher being long winded. Okay. Because me and Laquita can relate to that. Yeah, we can relate. Yeah. I ran from that. Right, 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 right. right. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why I'm like, yeah, maybe not. No, yeah, yeah, kidding. yeah. Speaking of which, <laughs> hi, I'm Laquita. Um, I'm a special ed teacher, and so I'm realizing that we're all kind of related professionals here. Mm -hmm. OT, speech, and I'm a special ed teacher. So I teach kids third, fourth, and fifth grade with um, mild um, disabilities. So you name it, I probably taught it. Um, and I'm black, which I think is most people would be surprised to learn that because mm. typically before they hear my name if they hear my voice they're like uh, I got wait you. what yeah, yeah. <laughs> i am all about confusing people but um <laughs> yeah so my family background well i'm adopted um and it's a closed adoption so i don't know like you know bio family or anything like that mm. and i was adopted into a black family so um had i not been told i would not have known that i'm adopted um my family is super christian um i guess the way i'll describe it um if we're talking stereotypes here we go um <laughs> here we go service was about two hours yep. and maybe maybe more and yep. there was always an old lady who would say take your time preacher yeah <laughs> and me and my brother were like no please please don't take your time that's it. we're hungry that's um it. That's yeah it. so that's that's kind of my background. I was raised around a lot of white people, um, but my family's black, so I guess we can get in later, get more into that. But yeah, that's the truth. If you all are wondering, <laughs> what did you get yourselves into? Um, the, these ladies, along with 
uh, Fee and the U-Hosses, Andrew and Tyler, who couldn't be here this time, but we're probably going to do a part two where we try to rope them in also. But uh, we were a part of a group in our church talking about racial reconciliation, and we were reading the book by Latasha Morrison called Be the Bridge. And so that's why we kind of gave an intro talking about our ethnicity, our family background, things that you would think would be stereotypical, typically, uh, just to kind of get you all kind of in that vein of really the racial reconciliation conversation, because for honest, all those things do come up. And uh, it is important to share your experiences, your background. Um, all those things are vitally important and relevant to the conversation. So uh, Laquita, yeah, you, were, you were kind of the brains behind this in a sense. I think it was you that yeah. threw out the idea to us first. Yeah, well, it's interesting you said brains behind it because I feel like um, I just read Latasha's book. Um, mm. So I think I read her book probably a year and a half ago at this point. Yeah. And I heard about it through another podcast and I started talking to Sam Myers, um, who I feel like all kind of got us around this table in the first place. So mm. when he listened to this podcast, here's a little shout out for him. Shout out to Sam. Yeah. But I just was kind of like hit with, man, I have not heard read a book, heard somebody speak, been in a conversation about race centered around the gospel that didn't just hype on God is love. Yeah. Let's just love each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God is love. Let mm-hmm. it, let's love each other. But what does that look like? And love takes work. Yes. Um, I also think another thing that stuck out was just the fact that we sit in the truth a lot in this book, mm. which typically is not my go-to because if you're an Enneagram person, I'm an Enneagram 7. Y'all know oh, I'm yeah. going to run from anything yeah. that's hard, <laughs> exactly. anything that sounds like, looks like, smells like pain. I'm not interested. Mm-hmm. But I guess this book was just good because we just sat in like truth and really that matters. That's yeah. the whole way that this whole thing can work. So read the book, was really touched by it, started following Latasha Morrison, everything that she's doing talked to sam he told me ruth was interested and here we are today we just kind of formed this group yeah because we wanted to have this conversation for sure for sure i I think it was i don't know whether it was you or andrew that first wrote this in i think andrew texted me yeah so i was at andrew's house and i said you know who i want to be on this yeah 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 yeah. and i'm like wayne yeah (laughs) so he's like i'll text him (laughs) yeah yeah so he reached out to us and we were like oh yeah that win yeah for sure and it has been it's really been a blessing honestly um i i guess this is a kind of good segue really to like the first kind of question we have fee came up with these questions she's amazing she's the organizer the one who runs the ship i'm gonna try not to run the ship into an iceberg you know so i'm, I'm gonna do my best if honey. so we'll help you back up i appreciate that i yeah. appreciate that yeah. what friends you, are for. you can have the door to to save yourself and i'll i'll just stay in the water it's fine wow 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 <laughs> I don't know. The gentleman in me wouldn't let that happen, but uh, <laughs> I appreciate the offer. Um, so the first question we're really going to kind of look into is uh, what were our first thoughts when we were first asked to participate in this group and read the book? So you kind of gave your, your spill. Yeah, well, and I will say that think about, I guess we started the fall of 2020. So Oof. it was in the midst of COVID, but it was yeah. really interesting because the summer is when everything kind of came to a head racially. So if you ever, if you were a person who kind of put your head in the sand in relation to race and any of that, Mm. 
if you have social media or I don't know, go to work or right. have <laughs> talk to anybody else, um, it became a conversation. And yeah. so yeah. I think that that's also important. That's when everyone we started getting like, you know, all of that was happening um, mm-hmm. as well. You know, May, June, and so on and so forth yeah. of 2020. Yeah. yeah. So and we're all at home isolated so we're sitting in front of the news watching these things unfold so yeah yeah in light of all of that exactly exactly (laughs) that's kind of how it all started yeah oh yeah 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 yeah. Yeah. for me personally my first thoughts they were thoughts of excitement and like you know intrigue like oh i feel like this would be a really good conversation i'm interested in the racial reconciliation convo to begin with and like to be a part of like a you know an organic group that's just reading this book which as you said laquita is gospel centered like you know being i'm I'm a black man yeah but i'm also a christian and so my primary interest is walking through this conversation but with the gospel in view like uh, i want to avoid purely looking at it from the perspective of you know no justice no peace that's important but the justice and the peace that we're speaking of does need to come through the lens of scripture. And so right. I'm like, okay, this book true is going to be justice. Yeah. Yeah. True, true justice, peace, yeah. true peace. And so I'm like, oh, this is going to be good. But then the pessimistic in me was like, uh, okay, is this going to be another, all right, let's just come together, hold hands, sing Kumbaya, not really talk about the hard things. Is this going to be another one of those groups where you can't really bury your soul and talk about your frustrations with everything that's going on. Like, is is this going to be a group where I have to be phony? And thankfully, it has not been. If anything, it's been really challenging. Right, <laughs> it really yeah. has. So, and I'm sure Fee can, you know, give her experiences about it when she comes on next time in part two. So, but yeah, that that was my thoughts initially when I came in. Um, was was really excited, then hesitant, and then got really excited again. <laughs> Yeah, and I think I was just excited to talk about it with other believers. Mm-hmm. And also, our group is so diverse as well. It's interesting, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, I think it was just, like, it was it was kind of a, an interesting experience because we all come from such different backgrounds, Yeah. right? And so, just, like, hearing everyone's stories and also putting, putting personal touches to something that is happening on a national level too mm-hmm. like this is how it's ex- affected me personally yeah i think that was really powerful and two i think you know for me going into this year and progressing through it i was reading so i was in another book club and i was reading the new jim crow which is Ooh. really i mean it's <laughs> it's heavy stuff Ooh, right yes, you were yes, like you were going headstrong yeah, yeah, that, I, yeah. <laughs> I mean honestly though couldn't have done it without people i tried to read that book on my own and it was, i was like okay I need yeah some to yeah come it's tough it's tough yeah but i think again like with this book there is that element of yes like this is what's happening and you can you can come from it just from a general perspective right but i think what i valued about this is how does the church respond yeah you know as as christians as people who have been redeemed by the lord but who still live in a broken world and have that brokenness inside of us like we are not untainted right right by racism and prejudice and discrimination and all that like how do we respond and how do we kind of work through some of that in the context of the gospel in the context of other believers speaking that truth and convicting us and us convicting other people yeah Um, and so i think that was what was like i was like wow this is this is something that's really cool yeah 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 i can definitely 
piggyback off of that. Um, I'm glad that you mentioned kind of the context for the mm-hmm. group, Liquida, because I feel like that that was kind of a big part of it for me. Like, um, you know, the events of last summer, I feel like, I guess it's somewhat fair to say I'd kind of had my head in the sand or mm. um, hadn't really made up my mind what I thought about things because mm-hmm. I didn't have to because it didn't directly affect yeah. me. Yeah. Um, but also, like, I see God's kind of hand in everything just in the timing of, like, where I had been as a person, like, just in my own journey of things. Like, I feel like I was finally at a point um, to kind of hear it right when all the stuff that happened last summer mm-hmm. happened that made it hard to ignore it. Yeah, like, yeah. I'd kind of been, I guess, going through a process of learning how to sort through, like, from my family upbringing what is true and what I want to keep from that and what um, doesn't fit biblically or with the world around me. Um, and that had been something really hard for me to, like, push back against what my family taught about things uh up until like last summer and I was kind of at a point where I was doing that in a lot of areas and so it was like perfect timing I think just for me personally of that stuff coming up and being like okay like I'm finally in a place where I can actually think about this for myself um and just feel like kind of my eyes opened in response to that um to the events of this summer so um I was excited when I heard about the group just because it was kind of like I'd been processing through all of that um just personally and you know on social media which is not the best um platform for that at all (laughs) and so I was partly excited because I was like okay I I need to talk about this with real people in real life in real conversations um and I was like that just it felt like the perfect time so I was excited about that and then as it got closer I think like the reality set in of like oh well I'm actually gonna have to like do that like I was excited on an intellectual level yeah and then when that like practically hit of like I'm actually gonna have to have these conversations and it's not always super comfortable then Mm -hmm. I was like a little bit nervous like still still wanted to do it but I was like oh I don't know what I got myself into with this um and then kind of I think actually experiencing the group and just seeing how awesome it was to be able to be real and you know talk about things plainly but um you know have it centered on our shared faith yeah um, yeah you know that goal of you know wanting to to listen and and learn and um be you know the body of christ that's modeling reconciliation and not the ones um standing in the way of it as Mm. seems to be so often unfortunately america and evangelical christianity what the situation is so that was was truly refreshing um, to be a part of that yeah cool yeah i mean i definitely will say i was super excited but i had two worries one i was like well people really want to do this mm-hmm. and you know are people really going to want to sign up to talk about this and two me too i mean i kind of was like i don't know if i want to talk about this with all these people that yeah. i don't know all that well yeah. you know yeah. um because that's just conversations that you don't bring to the dinner table you know you don't want to talk about race and all those things and so there were definitely some uncomfortable parts that as I'm reading through um especially when we started getting into like us meeting and stuff and we're reading this book and I'm like man I'm gonna have to ask this question and this is gonna be awkward you know I mean it's just awkward because it's experiences Mm -hmm. and so we all have different ones and I didn't know what everybody came with and 
So, and I came with my own. So I think it, it was definitely like, I wanted to do this, but it was hard. And I will say one thing that kind of struck me as we all were kind of talking about the events of the summer, I think, you know, that's when it's on the news, it's everywhere, like social media as well, the topic of race and justice and Mm -hmm. all of these things, um, I guess, after the killing of George Floyd, um, Ahmaud Arbery, Mm -hmm. you know, I think what happened, a lot of people, at least I saw a lot of people responding around me. And I don't necessarily know if I agreed with how they were responding Mm -hmm. or I disagreed with how they were responding. Some people had a lot of anger, you know, and I felt like there was a place for that. Sure. And I just, I I didn't know how to respond on my own. Like, I I just didn't know. So I think this this group and this book um, kind of provided that for all of us, like Mm -hmm. a way to respond, to reflect, to be angry, to have questions, to be sad, you know, like, and just go through that because Mm -hmm. that's the truth. I think... I don't know. Sometimes people, we're kind of like, we want this like really pretty response to these types of things. Um, I do. I want a really, I want to have a way to respond. That's just like, well, this is what I think and move on. And the reality is that's just not how it is. It's not. You know, racial reconciliation is just an ongoing thing. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I don't know. This book really helped, I think, all of us kind of lead us through this conversation. Oh, I concur, man. That was, it was hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah for yeah. sure. It, it was definitely a, it's definitely kind of a, a guiding tool, in a sense, because we, we all brought different experiences, different places that we were at at the time where we, you know, came to this book, like, or even had the idea for this group. We were all wrestling with different things. And so, like, it, it was definitely God's timing that it was like, yeah, let's just put all these different, you know, people together and, you know, in different places, mentally, emotionally, and let, let's hash it out. And I mean, I feel like that's really at the heart of what the book uh, really wants to get at is it, it does need to be hashed out. You know, it, it can't be overlooked. You can't not talk about it. Um, it's I mean, and hopefully and prayerfully and thankfully, this is the case with us. We're part of a church that didn't allow us to ignore it either. Yeah. I mean, that, that was definitely beneficial. I mean, I, I shout out to, you know, James, Landon, and the other leaders who were very vocal about our need to address this, you know, as a church, as a body. And they were really challenging us through that. Um, it's interesting. We were preaching through the book of Amos this yeah, summer. Yeah, it was really interesting that that was yeah, how that worked out. Which is chock full of social justice. So it's, but yeah, it, it, it's just the timing was really good. And so... I think that really kind of leads us to the second question. It's interesting how we're kind of just naturally falling into this. Um, How difficult was it for you to read through the various chapters of the book? And then like after that, how difficult was it to come back to the group and discuss some of the stuff you read? It's like, was there anything that stuck out, you know, in particular, like some of the chapters? Uh, I mean, I've read the book now like three or four times. I will tell you that some of the experiences that she talks about like some of her friends having Mm. um i was like well this is awkward right (laughs) you know like because (laughs) i've gone through this as an african-american yeah but i wonder how other people are going to respond i also had a really hard time bringing up the idea of lament because i was afraid that people would say i don't know that i have anything to lament you know and i find myself going back to that step a lot um 
because life keeps happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that particular chapter, I was like, I don't how I remember having a conversation with God on my way to Tyler and Andrew's house. And I'm like, I'm still lamenting. So like, I don't know how to be completely vulnerable Mm. and walk people through something that I don't know what it looks like on the other side. You know, like, I don't know. And I don't know how long this is supposed to take. Mm -hmm. Like I'm still processing and going through this. So that was one that was pretty uncomfortable for me because I'm like, "Mm." You know, this is my third time reading it, and here I am again. You know, still at the lament stage, I'm yeah. still at lament. So, mm-hmm. what does that look like? How do I lead people through that? And what right. if they don't want to lament? What are they? You know, so yeah, 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 that was hard for me. Yeah, yeah. I, I think for me, um, I forget exactly which chapter it was. I don't know whether it was three or four, but she brought up some of the she brought up some of the details of specific stories that were like horrendous. And I mean, oh, what was the lady's name? Um, I forget. I, I go down a rabbit trail trying to remember her name, but dealing with like the, the, the ugly reality, and then like kind of as you said earlier, Laquita, like sitting in it, mm-hmm. like not just brushing past, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. oh, well, the, the 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 story in America is just, you know, we go from slavery to Jim Crow to you know slave code laws to the you know Reconstruction, then to the Civil Rights Movement, and everything is done. No, like actually taking a microscope into those areas mm-hmm. and then like looking at specific events that were and I mean I'm talking like the details of lynchings and that kind of stuff yeah. and mm-hmm. like it's one thing to broadly brush around stuff like that it's another like to look at it and be like oh like that's how actually ugly this was you know what I'm saying and it was hard like she she brought out some really really pertinent and um hard to swallow you know details of like certain people that have been murdered in such a way and uh the response to it you know and it's it it was hard for me personally like there's this whole thing of you know not wanting to be like re-traumatized and Mm -hmm. not that's that's one of the reasons why a lot of people you know like you know that were had good intentions in mind were like look you know videos that are coming out you know with right, yeah. stuff going on like with police brutality don't watch the videos you're going to re-traumatize yourself you just that and it's it's hard to find that balance between well i want to be informed and understand what the angst is that that, that everybody is you know expressing right but then by the same token it's just like oh man here we go again you know yeah so this book really though helped me to look at it um and look at the gory details of it and then say okay let's lament and then let's look up Mm. let's let's look up and have some semblance of hope and we need to look at this not because we want to just you know wallow in it but because we need to sit in it in order to really understand how to properly move forward like yeah you know having a, a picture that is complete and is painted in detail will help you uh, not skirt over the major issues and you know apply simple pretty answers right, right. like you were yeah. saying um, no you gotta you gotta <laughs> you have to wrestle through the mud like you have to you have to wallow not wallow but sit in order to get a really good understanding of where you go from there and, and maybe I'm jumping ahead, so y'all stop me. But like, no, you, you know, Latasha really talks about how how much truth, how truth is important. Yeah. And I just feel like that's something like as the church that we that maybe we are maybe we do gloss over. And I'm I saying agree. we, you know, because I, I just I feel like 
again, I hadn't read a book that ha- didn't start off with, well, God is love. So let's just love everyone. Let's just love. Yeah. And, you know, in the yeah. in light of 2020. <laughs> um, unity, y'all. Unity. Yeah. Unity. <laughs> yeah. I mean, listen, God is love and unity is great and mm-hmm. all of these things. But again, like Ruth said, we do live in this broken world. Like, how are we supposed to respond to this? And I think Latasha's like, listen, let's just call it as it is. Right. Like, you know, facts are facts. Mm-hmm. Truth is truth. And the only way that we can truly be empathetic and lament and, and, and acknowledge any type, type of need for reconciliation is if we go through the truth. So, like, yep. that whole section, yep. yeah. actually the whole book, but, yep. like, the, the beginning of it when yeah. she is just laying the facts laying out and just like, going through some story. I mean, that's hard. Yeah. That was uncomfortable. But that yeah. was so needed. Because, I mean, we can't just, I mean, we need it. You need to see that that there is brokenness yeah right yeah. and so um yeah yeah that part was uncomfortable but also i've learned a lot even about myself like truth you've got to get through the truth i think jay will during amos said something on one sunday like mm-hmm. the tr- something about like going through things and i can't quote it the way he did but it's basically like if you don't go through the ugly then you're not going to know that yeah, it's, that, yeah, yeah you know yeah. like you have mm-hmm. to acknowledge you have to go through the ugly mm-hmm. to then look back and be like man that was ugly exactly you know like if, if you don't ever look back if you don't ever reflect on it yeah. i mean you're just going to keep on going didn't affect me i'm gonna you know yeah yeah so i think there's like that part of just kind of sitting in the truth of things mm-hmm. um that was something that i mean made me uncomfortable and i was almost like i don't know if people want to go through that like do people really want to sit and um learn about the ugly truths of our nation you yeah. know so yeah. I'm about, I'm about. and they did because they're here <laughs> right <laughs> yeah yeah well we yeah yeah, and I think with this book too, like speaking of lament and, and working through that, I think this book helped me to kind of understand the trauma of, not understand, but see some of the trauma of people who don't look like me. Mm-hmm. Because I think as you as you grow up, like I have heard the stories of my family's trauma, Yeah. right? My yeah. grandmother's trauma of, you know, being a refugee and escaping mm-hmm. to Taiwan, all that. So you, those are the stories that your family passes down to you. Those are the stories that you hear and you like know, like, oh, this is, this is kind of our struggle. But I think for for everyone, like, I mean, for me, it's important to hear the stories of other people, of yeah, of agreed. black people too. Agreed. And those, I think, when Latasha, like you said, like she doesn't hold back any punches nope and she walks you through that story and it's i think for me that was that was hard right because i think it was forcing me to look past oh man this is my experience as an asian american you know this is what i've gone through but it's like no what are other people of color like what is their history like and as an american like what am i kind of part of even though my my family didn't immigrate here till my parents immigrated here but as as an american like i'm in this culture i'm in this society and also like we still live in this injustice mm-hmm. like this is not something that has gone the repercussions of centuries of history affect us even today, even today. yeah you're right yeah. and as someone who's a citizen like I'm part of this system and sometimes I'm complicit as well Mm -hmm. 
And so I think it was for me like humbling,、um, especially also to know that yes, like these are things that have happened in the past, but through like Laquita and Wayne and v, like what you have shared about some of your experiences, like as Black people in America, you're still facing things that I haven't had to face. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, that's so true.、Um, and so. I think it's kind of like, what does it look like to lament, even though technically my 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 family wasn't even here, right?、Mm. But how do I how do I grieve that process because it is still it's our current reality. Sure, sure. As well, no doubt. And if we want reconciliation, you know, we have we all have to we all have to hear each other's stories. And lament truths that we may not have participated in. I mean, the reality is, we weren't here in the 1700s, in the in the 1600s, 1500s. So I hear people on the other side ask, saying, "I didn't put you through slavery.、Mm-hmm. You know, that wasn't me. So why am I responsible? Because、right. because we're all in the system, right? And because、mm-hmm. somebody, we all have to take responsibility for what has happened. Otherwise." There's no growth. Like we're、mm-hmm. we're not going anywhere. I think like it's so easy to say, I wasn't in it, so I'm、yeah. not a part of this.、Yeah. And like, you know, I think Latasha does a really good job of saying, listen, this is truth, and if if we're gonna move forward, then you've got to acknowledge that, you've got to own it, you've got to, you know, my ancestors did this, whatever,、mm-hmm. and we have to move forward because the reality is, like Ruth said, the the history that that we. Did not participate in whatever it impacts our today. It does. It impacts our today, so it it matters. We got to acknowledge it and and move move forward with it. Yeah. 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 That's a that's a really good point. And this might be a little bit of a a rabbit trail, but I feel like it's worth noting that like that's a really biblical idea to yeah、um, you know take responsibility not just for. What's happened in our generation, but the idea of you know、mm-hmm. what you know that future generations still you know bear responsibility of、mm-hmm. you know what their their forefathers did because it shapes you know who for sure who、yeah. we are the the situation we're in today the the people that we are the you know biases and prejudices that we grow up in like it it isn't all isolated from each other it's, it's absolutely、um, connected and I think we. Um, we lose sight of that, and people that you know kind of make that argument that you were, you know, were saying, "Well, I, I didn't do that personally." Yeah, I think it's worth pointing out that 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 kind of、uh, attitude is a very one that comes from our current individualistic culture, and not from a biblical perspective. A biblical perspective actually you know, says, "Hey, we have to acknowledge, you know,、yeah. all of of that, our past and our our present, and you know." Bear responsibility for that together.、Um, yeah, I agree.、Um, it's it's interesting.、Uh, I'm just looking at these questions that Fee has. Like she really did a good job on these, and we keep segueing into them. So let, let me try to cut through.、Uh, <laughs> there's one in particular that I find really interesting. It says, "Do you think that Christians today are still turning a blind eye to some of these truths?"、Um, so I've I've seen that in particular.、Um, Fortunately, a lot of it from white evangelicals. I mean, let's just be short answer. Yes, I've wanted. That's why that. we're here. Yeah, yeah, that's why we're here because it, it's it's one of those things where like like we've just brought up,、um, you know, it's it's the whole plausible deniability thing. How quickly can I deny it and and get it off my plate 
and put it on somebody else, you know, mm-hmm. and still give the semblance of somehow or another caring about it. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I want to look good without actually really taking any responsibility for the mess. But at the same time, I want to look like I'm taking part in cleaning it up. I mean, I, I don't know. Yeah. I, that just seems to be the mentality of a lot of people. Like, you know, we're all about unity and, you know, yeah, racism is bad and that kind of stuff. Yeah, okay. But then you just, like, kind of dismiss a person that was bringing attention to it. Like, oh, well, you don't need to bring that up. That's divisive and this and that. Like, I can tell y'all a lot of social media fights that I've gotten into. <laughs> Unnecessarily. I avoid social media fights. Oh no, I, me, I'm, I, I tend to avoid them. But there, there are some instances where it's just like, okay, you, like, you, you can't be this ignorant. I, yeah. I, I want to give people the benefit of the doubt so badly, but yeah. it's like, it's interesting how people will jump into a post, and this could be a rabbit trail too. But people will jump into a post that's not political or not racial, and somehow or another take it in that direction. Mm-hmm. And see, it's it's those instances where I'm like, okay, clearly the issue is on your mind. If I come in and point truth out to you, you know, don't back away like, oh, wait a minute, I wasn't trying to go there. Like, yeah. you know, I, I yeah. feel like that's a lot of that's happening like in the American church. Um, again, a lot of it in, in the evangelical circles, though not exclusively, but it just seems to be this thing where we're trying to get away from how bad this makes us look. And, and we don't want to take the time to actually, like, like we've been saying, sit in it mm. and acknowledge just because I didn't hold the whip doesn't mean that I'm still not benefiting from a system that well, was exactly. set up. That's what I was going to say. You're still benefiting from that yeah. system. Yeah. And I, you know, here we're 2021. There are still implications that I am still, feeling still. as an African-American woman yeah. living in the America yeah in the South yeah. you know still. and so yeah. yeah to that degree are Christians today still turning upon us yes they are and I, I well I mean we it's today so we're recording this is January 24th Monday was Martin Luther King Day mm-hmm. that's everyone's favorite day right because they can put <laughs> you know their favorite uh-huh. little quote up yeah. and then I have a dream I, you yeah. know I have a dream or you know I think a lot of people and Martin Luther King did talk a lot about love mm-hmm. and all that and I think that but but that means love is work like it is. like it's not like it it's not turning a blind eye and it's not doing the easy stuff mm-hmm. like like love is it's hard it is it is it's having hard conversations it's listening to people you know that you may or may not agree with it's like owning up to stuff you yeah. know that's yeah. what love looks like exactly. so um yeah. yeah i think that the answer is yes. The answer right? is yes. It is. It is. It's unfortunate, you know. But I mean, I, it's it's not a hopeless situation. It just gets frustrating at times, you know. The for sure. Oh, the yeah. the wall that you seem to come up against, and I, I know Rachel, you've experienced this, like you know, with <laughs> stuff that you, what Facebook friends you've lost, and you know, conversations you've had <laughs> oh, to yeah, have yeah. as you've been processing. I'm, and, I'm with you on the Facebook fights, man. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if it's right either, but I, I had those times yeah. too where I just, I can't yeah, you, not, especially, I mean, 
only when it's other Christians, just because I know. to me it's the name of Christ. Because y'all should know, y'all should know better. And that, that's that's well, the thing. Okay, I so still don't know. I, it I'm gonna pose. Anything, can I pose but. a question to the group? And I might be going off rail. You're good. But like, is does it like drive you up the wall when people say, "Well, I'm a Christian," and I'm like, "No, please don't represent me." Yeah. No, please, please don't. Please don't put yeah. yourself in that group that you follow Christ because I'm in that group and I don't do that. We're not all like that, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. I yeah. feel like I just have to like. I mean, I do not get myself in social media fights. I honestly have been working really hard to just not be on social media as much. Hats off to but you. But I feel, hats <laughs> off for real. I mean, listen, like anxiety, stress, all of that mm-hmm. will go down if you just like take a, take a month off. Yeah, it's like sexy But time. I'm mm-hmm. always like, please, I'm not with them. I, if I could hashtag, I'm not that type of Christian. I'm not with that person. Yeah. Hashtag not me too. Hashtag, <laughs> hashtag I'm not with them. Right, you know, right, right, but, right. but then, but honestly, okay, if we're talking about, you know, white Americans having to take responsibility mm-hmm. of their ancestors, whether they, they had the whip or not, mm-hmm. you know, as a Christian, I take responsibility yeah. for other Christians yeah, exactly. who are racist, who yeah. treat mm-hmm. people, you know, in other ways. And I have to take responsibility. And yeah. even though, you know, I might not be the person doing whatever, I'm sorry mm-hmm. that somebody made you feel this way because you looked this in the name right. of God. You right. know, we all have to take responsibility. We, so we it is, I am really quick to be like, I'm not with that person. But at the same time, I have to say, am I doing, yeah. wait, I'm doing the same thing that I don't want them to do to me. Right. And so That's a good point. it's a whole lot of reflecting that has to go in that process. But I mean, again, growth. Like, that's yeah. what reconciliation looks like. Yeah, so, that's a good point. Like, yeah. Because yeah. I think the unfortunate part is that you can distance yourself from those people. But in the eyes of people who aren't Christians looking, they kind of lump us all together. They lump us all together. They do. And they it's, do. it's honestly, ultimately, it's the testimony of Jesus mm-hmm. that gets trampled in the ground. Because then you start to think, you know, oh, well, these Christians... And you're like, then this God. Right, right, right. And so, and I had a a friend who, like, a couple weeks ago asked me, she's like, oh, so, you know, all those rioters who were carrying all those signs with Christian flags, she's like, well, you know, they're Christians, like, what are you doing about it? And I was like, oh. Mm. And and my initial gut reaction was, well, I mean, we're different. Like, they're Mm. not Christians. Mm -hmm. I mean, maybe they are. Who am I to say? But (laughs) who knows? Right, 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 right. But in the eyes of the world, like, this is the testimony of Jesus. Right. And I think the way that we respond, like, I think our responsibility is first this inner work, right? Mm. Working in our own hearts for God, like, God, like, show me where I have sinned. Like, show me where I have harbored this I don't know, stereotyping or discrimination or what have you Mm -hmm. um, against other people. And then also then, like, how do we, how do we kind of, I don't know, change? Yeah, how do we change that? Yeah. I think it starts with apologizing, which is really interesting because that is what black America is asking white America to do. You know, like, I think it starts with, listen, I'm sorry. Yeah. We were wrong. We messed up, mm-hmm. you know, and and like so, when you know those people are, you know, tearing through the Capitol in the name of God, mm. um, if you're, it, 
I'm sorry. You right. know, like I'm sorry that, that that that's <laughs> that that's what the world sees yeah. as Christian America. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's unfortunate, man. It really yeah. is. And like that 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 whole again that impulse to distance ourselves is is not good. Rachel, you brought up a point earlier about. Uh, looking at this from a biblical perspective and you know the the corporate sin mm-hmm. you know uh mm-hmm. idea you know I, I think of daniel and you know where he's interceding for israel and he keeps saying we have sinned mm-hmm. you know this mm-hmm. is our problem god mm-hmm. i intercede because we are a sinful people mm-hmm. despite the fact that you know daniel was a for all intents and purposes a really exemplary guy yeah. but, he, but he still owned the sin of his people and i mean you know we we really have to i think I think we have to come together on that and own up to our our part in it. No, we may not have been the ones that stormed the Capitol, but at the same time, like you said, Ruth, you know, people are not making those distinctions and saying, "Oh, well, I get it." You know, yeah, you're, there's no. That's, you're reformed. Yeah, you're reformed. You're you're, you're this. You're that. Yeah. I mean, because I, I remember reading an article by David French where he pointed out that um, if, say, uh, there were Muslims that had stormed the Capitol. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people in the church were probably looking at those who are, you know, of the religion of Islam as a whole. For sure. Even if they were moderates and saying, y'all need to get y'all people. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So if if that's the case, if we're so quick to do that with other people, then yeah. why is it we as Christians aren't willing to say and take some ownership and say, hey, you know what? What they did was wrong. And I repent. You know, I, right. I repent. I'm mm-hmm. sorry for, as you said, Laquita, like the name of Jesus being presented in this way. In a lot of ways, it's being slandered. Um, I think that was part because, of a post that because me and you tag many, team on Rachel. But right, because <laughs> how many, how many, how many people have we lost to right. the kingdom? Because they're right. like, well, I don't want to be a part I of that. I want to be a part of that. Yeah, yeah. And so yeah. you know, it's. I would say the old Laquita would say, I'm not that type of Christian, mm-hmm. right? Like mm, they must not, they must not go to, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. they must go into a different kind of church. I'm uh, not that kind of Christian, right? <laughs> right? But in the same breath, I can't say that and then want white America to apologize Good for point. things that, you know, they may not have done. So I, th- there has to be some type of consistency, right? There and also that's what God is, that's what we're called to do, yeah, right? Like, yeah. I mean, that's just, we apologize. Like, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, and, and, and yeah. yeah, you repent mm-hmm. too. And, and, and also, like, I just feel like it's 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 just interesting how easy it is for us to just be like, well, I'm not that kind of Christian, you know. And and that's no different from somebody saying, well, it wasn't my it wasn't my grandfather, it wasn't my grandfather. wasn't wasn't me, it wasn't me. Facts. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. me and mine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I, I feel like that's part of the reason why uh, I'm I feel this compulsion to still remain at the table, you know, regarding racial reconciliation, because mm-hmm. it's it's very tempting to just be like, I'm done. I'm, Deuces. And sadly, um, you know, a, a lot of, you know, black Christians and white spaces are unfortunately leaving um, because they feel like they haven't had any kind of empathy or, you know, they're not being listened to. They're being labeled they're being dismissed, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and I mean, you know, to each his own, perhaps it needed to be done in that situation to bring attention to the yeah. fact that they're being treated like that. Um, me personally, I feel compelled to remain at the table, at least for now, <laughs> because there are there are white brothers and sisters and uh asian americans also and people of all different walks and ethnicities who are looking at this and saying hey we we need to talk and understand and i feel like if i walk away from the table you know in my frustration in my anger uh in my resentment then i'm i'm taking away from the ministry of reconciliation 
um, there's a part that I have to play. My part might be different from my white brothers and sisters, but there's still a part. And, you know, to not extend grace, especially when it's warranted, when there are those who are like, Wayne, I really want to understand. I, I really, I really want to empathize. I just don't know how, or I'm struggling through this, or I have family members who I've had to have hard convos with, um, or I'm losing friends and this and that. Um, for me to walk away from the table basically just cuts off one avenue, you know, for reconciliation. Um, and I have to wrestle with that. I have to, I have to you really kind of go to God and be like, look him in the face and be like, okay, did I do this in good conscience? Did, did I walk away, you know, and, and leave what you were doing on the table because I got mad? You know what I'm saying? And it's, it's a hard thing to wrestle with because on one hand, the world in a lot of ways would say, you know, well, uh, black people will be justified. You know, y'all shouldn't be, you know, <laughs> going yeah. to the church you're going to and doing the things that you're yeah. doing because y'all got a right to be mad. Yeah. There's precedence for righteous indignation, but Bob also says be angry and don't sin. Right. Um, and so there's that part as as a follower of Jesus. There's my part in the conversation where I have to be gracious and even check my own heart that I'm not making the same mistake. Right. Um, yeah, it's 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 interesting. And uh, I think and I also as like a black female had a lot of friends um who look like me who were like, Yeah, I'd be done. Yeah. <laughs> you know, especially especially after May, June, July, mm. August, and they're like, You don't have to do that. Like you don't owe them that. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't have to answer those questions. And those things are all fair. Yeah. Right. And am I always open to this conversation with everybody at every moment of the day? Not necessarily. Right. But I'm but I guess my answer to sitting at the table is, um, I, I this is this is this is kingdom work. Facts, facts. You know, like it's not like in out whether you want to do it or not. I yeah. mean, this is this is what we're called to. Yeah. I'm I, I feel like I'm called to be here to say this to be, and I feel like you know I have so many white friends, mm -hmm. and you know what. Here, let me tell you, let me tell you why it matters. Right. Let me tell you why, yeah. you know, you should take your head out of the sand. Mm -hmm. um, let me tell you how, let me show you how the gospel um, encourages us to seek justice, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause it does. It does. Right. It does. And yeah. it, it doesn't have to be political either. Like it, it's, right. it, it doesn't have to be a political yeah. thing. We, we got to pull this out of politics. Yeah. We have to pull this. Well, and you know yeah. something interesting, and I don't know if we talked about this as a be the bridge group, but something interesting that I kind of realized y'all was think about in the 19, I guess, fifties, sixties before my time. Um, <laughs> I'd like to say there, it, it, the civil rights movement, uh -huh. all these leaders were all like church yeah. leaders. Yeah. So, so it was like Reverend mm -hmm. Dr. Martin Luther King right. and like, and all these, all these ministers yeah. and preachers A lot of them. and I'm trying to figure out where are they now? Because, and I, mm. and I, like who, who like, I feel like at one point this was kingdom work and then it became Interesting. political Interesting. and I, and I don't understand that I, I'm trying mm. to like, at what point did the church just like stop? Yeah. You know? And then, yeah. and, and yeah, people were murdered. People were assassinated. Lives were lost. But then like, who's picking that up? Mm. But, you know, who's picking it up? Senators. Right. 
representatives. Yeah. And that's why race and justice is becoming a political, political thing, thing. Yep. because the church dropped it. And dropped it's not it just the white church. It's the black church, too. Facts. We both <laughs> dropped the ball. We're so done. True. I'm done with this. So true. And now look, yeah, you know, and so that was just something I realized. Honestly, I'm a teacher, like I said, mm-hmm. Martin Luther King Day, and my kids are going through a close reading. I'm like, yeah, he was a reverend. Hmm. Mm. Write it off to the side, and I'm looking, and if you look back in in the early parts of the of, of civil rights movement, there were a lot of ministers, oh, yeah. preachers, and I I don't know, like, why is it that we've allowed, the church has allowed other people to take over? It, now it's a party thing. Now it's Republican or Democrat. It is. Uh-huh. It is. But it didn't start off that way. Yeah. I mean, I would, I think, I think it was about, you know, this is, it, the church was in the center of it, and yeah. the church is no longer in the center of right, it. Right, right. Now we're split, and it, and that's hard. That's unfortunate. Yeah, I, I, I remember, um, two things really because I, I want to get to something that I thought about uh, in relation to you Ruth but um, to your point Laquita about uh, this this political divide this unnecessary political divide because I, I, I remember um, I had the privilege of speaking last Sunday and it happened to be Sanctity of Life Sunday which is you know it was a good with... it was a good sermon Wayne thank you sis I appreciate listen, it listen I listened <laughs> on my I cannot listen I've got to stop listening to sermons on my way to school <laughs> I mean, it gets it's a good mindset, but I'm a little too hyped, right? Like, I'm like getting out of the car, like, amen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And nobody's on my level. And then the kids are like, amen. What? And then you sing doubly that day, and they're like, okay. Yeah, you know, yeah. you know, I'm always singing in my class, and my kids are like, wait, what? Yeah, yeah it was a good sermon. Thank Keep you, going. thank you. It was um, it happened to be Sanctity of Life Sunday, which is, you know, those of you that don't know, it's it's basically a day used by churches to commemorate. Um, and to champion the cause for protecting the unborn, mm-hmm. abortion issues. Mm-hmm. It's a really big pro-life thing, you know. But that's the thing. It's It's been made just a pro-life thing, thing, politicized, as opposed to just a biblical idea, you know, protecting life, the Imago Dei, the image of God. Um, and unfortunately, you know, this Sanctity of Life Sunday fell the day before MLK Day, which, again, those two things have been pitted against each other, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, because, you know, a social racial justice is seen as the quote unquote left thing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, pro-life is seen as a right thing mm-hmm. when these two should not be in conflict. They, um, they, we can hold both of them. You can hold two things can be true at the same time. They it can. is it is not. <laughs> they can. We can hold both the, of them. The, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's a, it's it's so sad that that's happened and that it's become so intense to the point where you know people don't talk to each other and you know you do lose facebook friends and you know, just because you you dare to say something that was actually truthful as opposed to being you know the political party line for for lack right. of a better phrase yeah. mm-hmm. um the other thing that was interesting to me liquid to your point about it not just being a white church problem um ruth i really appreciated uh the perspective that you gave in a lot of the talks that we had mm-hmm. about um you know your experience as an asian american and you were even talking about uh, actually diving into reading books by, you know, other people of color and getting their perspective and that kind of thing. And it's that really convicted me in a lot of ways because it's easy for me, even though, again, a lot of anger and angst is justified based on the fact that, you know, I'm a black man and still seen, unfortunately, it largely in American society negatively. But it's easy for me to kind of get in my own box and think, yeah, we're just fighting for, for my justice. We're just fighting for my, and not looking at the perspectives of others mm-hmm. 
you know, who are dealing with things and, and have, you know, interesting takes and have insight and a voice really into the conversation. You know, it, it it's not just the Jamar Tisby's and the Tabidi Anabule's and all these other. And they're you know, great. Black, they're great. They're amazing. But there are others out there from different ethnicities and, and to be fair, I can't discount white voices either. You know, right. as, as, as tempting yeah. as that is at times, mm -hmm. there are plenty of white brothers and sisters who are very, very vocal and they are getting in a lot of trouble. Like John Piper got labeled a heretic just because he said <laughs> that the character of your leader matters, you know, yeah. talking about President Trump and now all of yeah. a sudden he's labeled as, it's it's crazy. But no, yeah, I appreciated what you had to say and you, you were very vulnerable to a lot, a lot of stuff. Um, and it helped me to see, you know what, I. I myself have to be careful not to get, you know, too bogged down in my own narrow experience and perspective. I have to open my mind up too to be empathetic myself, right? You know, to others. So and and you know, when one, it's not like we want one ethnicity over another. Like right. one's got to win. Yeah. I feel like when one wins, all of everybody, them can win, yeah. right? Yeah. Like I feel like when justice. You know, I mean, I say the pledge every day, elementary school teacher, justice for all, justice right? For all. Mm -hmm. So, like, that should be the goal. I think that that is the goal, right? Mm -hmm. That's that's what we're striving for. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, and to give credit where credit is due, I think Laquita was the one who said that she was reading books by. Oh, other that was Laquita. Okay, yes. okay, okay. Yeah, I'm trying. Okay, <laughs> I am. My bad. You know. Yeah. Well, you're you're good. You're alright. But I mean, like, <laughs> she's over there reading like books that I can't even touch. Like, I'm not in the mindset. No, no. It's literally my friends pulling me along. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and that, I wanted to bring that up about reading this book because Be the Bridge, the book is not meant to be read in isolation. The book oh, is meant be. to be read. Yeah, not the book is meant to be read in a community. Yeah. yeah right? I agree and so, with that. you know, honestly, a, a community of believers. Mm -hmm. But. Yeah, the book is meant to be read and then you talk about and you can't you can't read this you can but but I think Latasha's goal is for for there to be some type of community that you're going back to and mm -hmm. and and sharing with experiences that's how you take away the true truth of the book that's right. how you take away the the reconciliation part of the book is reading it in community I yeah, think Yeah it is it, sure. it's it's so important cuz I mean I I can I can even think of, you know, how it's helped me in a lot of ways, even dealing with, um, you know, white people and, and other people, really, because um, there are a lot of black voices that are antagonistic towards social justice. And I'm like, how did that happen? Like, yeah, and unfortunately, yeah. they, they get they get parroted by a lot of white voices who don't have a, mm -hmm. you know. Um, but it's interesting, even dealing with, you know, white people who become antagonistic to a certain degree or are struggling um, with the relationships I've built. I'm like, you know, hey. I know somebody, you know, my, my sis, Rachel, you know, she was dealing with this and uh, struggling through, you know, processing, you know, how she thought about it. Her family came from the similar background and she's coming to a different conclusion than you are. Uh, I, I, the point is, knowing people personally is it, it gives you, I hate to put it this way, but it gives you more of a dog in a fight mm. as opposed to just, you know, trying to make a point that's only theoretical. Yeah. And, and not like. Uh, uh, doesn't have skin if that right. makes sense mm -hmm. um, I can I can talk about a Rachel I can talk about an Andrew I can talk about a Tyler who themselves have expressed and borne their souls about how they're really struggling with this and how they used to think this way and um, they've had to talk with family members and friends and you know who adamantly disagree with them and they've mm -hmm. had to struggle through that and you know 
they they kept coming you know right. what i'm saying like y'all to, to your credit y'all kept yeah, showing up kept like <laughs> like sure. we weren't talking about easy peasy topics and y'all kept showing up that was something and doing the work exactly yeah. I, that was some that was some chapters in this book i'm sitting there like Ooh, we gonna see andrew and rachel next week. <laughs> <laughs> but i mean no to y'all's credit man and i mean i feel like me me seeing that is is so hopeful because you have a point of reference to to kind of stabilize you against you know the overarching negativity that you see like no i have a point of reference where god did use this to actually change somebody's mentality or just help them process what they really felt about it you know um i think that's so vitally important which is why like you said Laquita, it is important to do this kind of thing in community you know not in isolation not in your own island if anything us being in isolation is just a problem granted a lot of it has been exacerbated by covid i get it but it's not like this conversation started in 2020. For you sure. know, this, yeah, is, no. this has been an ongoing thing that we, I mean, I don't know, video, social media, despite all of the, you know, evil that it can bring, it has brought a lot of attention to things that we probably wouldn't have been paying attention to ordinarily. Like, I don't know if the, I don't know if the two guys that, you know, murdered Ahmad would have gotten any jail time had they the video not been a thing mm-hmm. uh, so and how many videos have we not seen right how many murders have happened without a video right in not i'm not talking about the 1960s mm-hmm. like in 2020 2020 21 you yeah. know how many things are happening that we're not seeing exactly so it it, it does have its pros but right. again it does not beat interpersonal relationships where you're in community talking these things out we're bouncing off of each other what we've seen on social media you saw that crazy conversation like i it's, it is so it does my heart good now to see a post by like ruth or rachel or somebody and then see somebody attack them i'm like all right i got you you know <laughs> mm. let's go to work you know what i'm saying because no no that's that's my sister no don't don't mess with her she shared things with me that you're not aware of don't right, don't yeah. don't come at them that kind of way that sense of community i think is so vitally important in this conversation because then you know once that's built the whole party line divisive thing doesn't work anymore exactly you know it's I, real people it's real people yeah. you know i could be a democrat you could be a republican that don't matter we've sat across each other had these conversations and we've shared things with each other that <laughs> just go beyond yeah. those political parties. Because there's lines. a vulnerability that this book is asking of you that mm-hmm. you, you're not going to necessarily share on Facebook. Right. You know, right. or on whatever. Social media is your, you know, mm-hmm. your choice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think that's why it's important to do it definitely in community. For sure. Um, for sure. For sure. Agreed. So. so I think we can stop here because I really want to do a part two. Um, we didn't get through all of our questions. We didn't get through all our questions. That's okay. <laughs> I, I, I'll take the heat from feet. It's all good. I didn't even get through all those questions. That's why I wrote them out. No, it's mm. all good. Honey, the conversation naturally led us to other Where places. Where it went, yeah. It's all good. For sure. Um, but this has been amazing. Um, ladies, thank you all so much. Any final thoughts? Final thoughts? Y'all know I'm going to have final thoughts. <laughs> hey, it's all good. I would say my final thoughts are this book is on Amazon Prime. Hey. <laughs> I'm just going to, you know, go ahead, order it. And I mean, we're in the yeah. Columbia area. Yes. 
and we're not opposed to doing another group yes. in the spring. Yes. So FYI to anybody listening. Anybody listening? Especially get the Riverside. Book. No. <laughs> yeah, seriously. No, yeah. Especially yeah, get the book. Yeah, yeah. Get reading. You got plenty of time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. There's always more work to do, for sure. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Yeah. And I think it's it's just so important kind of what we talked about for us to have each other's backs. Oh yeah. Too. Oh yeah. You know, and I think a lot of the times throughout history yeah. people like different ethnicities have been pitted against each other. Right. And right. that's been a way for us to hate each other mm-hmm. and not get anywhere or to think, oh at least I'm not the bottom of the barrel. Yeah. I'm mm. kind of the second from the bottom, but not the bottom. Mm-hmm. But we're losing sight of the goal when we mm-hmm. do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. Agreed. Mm-hmm. For Agreed. sure. So yeah. I think kind of us being able to dialogue and be honest and confess and share, I think that goes a long way in terms of healing and it goes a long way in terms of like growth and hopefully change yeah. in the future. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. All right. I love how both you, Luquita, uh, and Wayne kept bringing up, like, um, when yeah. we are frustrated with things that we see in other people on social media, we mm-hmm. have to keep looking at ourselves and, yeah. Yeah. and making sure we're not doing that same thing mm. in our own way. Um, and I think that's the way that, like, we keep each yeah. other accountable. I think being in community does that naturally because it's real people in front of you and you're getting other perspectives you. and you can't just be in your own bubble thinking about things um, yeah. only the way that, that you think yeah. about them. You have to... To consider other viewpoints and, yep. and in doing so you kind of you get a reflection back of yourself and you have to kind of examine yourself and i think that's that's where we can find common ground is realizing that, like we all we all have to at the end of the day look at ourselves mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. um and realize what what we're bringing to it that you know maybe we need to to examine yeah. and um, dig into for sure yeah, Maddie Mae calls it sweep around your own front door before no. you try to sweep around mine. Watch out now. Yeah. Ooh, watch yeah. out now. You knew Maddie Mae was uh-huh. going to get a quote. <laughs> yeah. She's always like, sweep around your door. You got to sweep your own front door before you try to tell somebody else how their door is like. Keep, so. keep talking. You're going to bring that Williams Brothers song out. Oh, uh, it oh, is a Williams Brothers song. Oh, You're right. <laughs> Childhood memories. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. This has been great, y'all. Thank y'all so much for uh, being here. And um, thank you all who are listening for tuning in. And we are out. Yeah. Look for part two. Look for part two. We we got we, we to gotta wrangle in the U-Hosses. I got to get feed to stop being amazing for one day. And yeah. uh, We got to finish this up. We got a lot more to talk we, about. We, 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 we do. Yeah, we do. So there, sure. w- there will be a part two. So, all right. Well, thank you all for listening. Signing off. Thanks so much for listening to Marriage at Gogotha. We really appreciate you guys for listening. Thank you. This is always phenomenal. It's always wonderful. Mm-hmm. Always fun. Yes, always fun. So, babe, tell them where they can check us out. Well, for starters, you can go to our site. The site is marriageatgogotha.com. M-A-R-R-I-A-G-E-A-T-G-O-L-G-O-T-H-A dot that's probably the easiest way to listen we have our podcast episodes page set up with a playlist and you can go down the episodes however you want listening to each episode there we're also set up on itunes for our apple users for our android users we will not hold that against you we're on google podcasts and uh for anybody you can check us out on spotify stitcher 
Radio Public. There are a few other casting platforms that we're on as well. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. Follow us there. Like our Facebook page. On Instagram, our handle is M at G. That's M A T G underscore podcast. You have a lot of ways to get to us. We want to get it out there, not because we're looking to be famous, but because we, we really believe God's given us something to say, and we really just like the conversations that's right so please remember to keep it real keep it live keep christ in your marriage a to the men the people argue i die with integration their false liberation is really assimilation the youth view my history with some suspicion they want to progress past religion and tradition i say don't close the book i got more to write you can change the story that is my advice I read in color, face it black and white You just saw the cover, but there's more to write Don't close the book, I got more to write You can change the story that